Well, hello. You're listening to Brews on the Balcony with TJ Weber. So I got to show my boobs. And Nick Yale. Hey there, big daddy. Did you hear that? What a weirdo. Hey guys, happy Tuesday. What's up, TJ? What's going on, man? Missed you yesterday. Yeah, we had some problems with Zoom going Zoom on. Usually screwed we, us. Uh, yeah, we were good to go, and Nick Zoom, said, Zoom screwed us. Screwed, we'll get back in studio on Tuesday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome in, guys. Uh, thank you for joining us here on Brews on the Balcony on this Tuesday. Well, I kind of lost my voice. I've been, I was screaming this weekend, kind of partying a little bit. Screaming? Partying? Yeah. What are yeah. you doing, guy? You know, we were just out, just having some having some beers, ha- having a good time, and, having a good uh, time. Yeah, I mean, and and just kind of, you know, when you get kind of drunk, you start yelling, and of course, kind of lose course, your yeah, voice, lose, lose the voice, lose the voice. Yeah, yeah. So we got a uh, big show today. We're going to talk about the Major League Baseball situation going on. I don't know if you saw Ken Rosenthal's a uh, little article today too, Looks talking like about we're get some uh, baseball. I don't think so. No. Apparently, the league is going back at them, saying that okay, we'll pay you what you want. But we're only doing 50 games, ah. so it's uh, it's a back and forth. I'm not sure really what's uh, what's going to happen with that. Uh, so we have that. Nick went to a strip club on Friday. That so, did happen. Uh, <laughs> that did happen. So I'm curious to see where that went. Um, we wanted to start off the show with you know we're we're an entertainment podcast. We know uh, we like to try to make people laugh, try to talk about things that are fun in the world. But we I don't think would be uh, in a situation to be professional if we didn't bring up what's going on. With the situation, it's all over social media. It's all over the world. Um, you know, we're not going to address it that much. We we want to say what we think about the situation and uh, give our thoughts and prayers out to everybody involved. You know, it's it's something that we don't understand completely as who we are, but. Right. Seeing the video, um, you know what happened to George Floyd, and seeing the reactions that people have, uh, it's it's painful. It's it's hard to watch something like that happen. It's hard to watch um, what's happening in the world too, with everything, with racism, with you know the everything. I mean, every everybody's just in a situation right now where it's it's hard to understand why it happens, why uh, what happened to George Floyd happened, why it was. It happened that long, and the fact that the video is out there to me is it was good in some ways to see what happens, you know. Um, but at the same time, it hurts, and it's very, very powerful. So, um, my my opinion, I mean, as you can say, what I was gonna, what a lot of you agree with is that the video is completely fucked up, um, and it's it's something that you can't get out of your mind, and you understand the reactions that people have to it. Um, not only that, but the reactions people have in general um, to police officers sometimes. And unfortunately, though, on both sides, you know, there's a lot of good police officers out there. But there's also it, there's some bad eggs. Um, and it's not right. It's not right on any part. So, you know, again, we, we wanted to bring it up because we know that people out there do enjoy listening to us. Um, we know we're the entertainment side. We don't, you know, like to talk about it. Not that we shouldn't bring it up. It's it's very important situation. Um, but we like to see the fun side of life. Um, we know bad things happen. We know things out there that uh, that should be controlled that aren't, um, that, that we want to address. And we want to put out there and say that we stand with uh, the peaceful protesters out there that, that want justice, you know. Um, it's, hard, it's hard to talk about. I mean, it's just, it's a situation that 
it's been going on in our, our lives for a long time. Um, you know, it's something that we personally can't relate to. Um, so that's something that we want to bring up and say that we stand with people that want a peaceful protest and that want to stand for something. And, uh, you know, I, like I said, I, I wanted to bring it up to say my piece on it. I'll let Nick say his piece about just how fucked up the situation is. And, and we hope that the world can come together. The nation can come together because it's, uh, it's bad. It's bad. And it's, it's 2020 has been rough. Yeah, 2020 has been, been a rough year. I think the most important thing is, is to have, you know, I think there's a lot of people that are posting on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everybody has the right to express their feelings um, in that way using social media. We're not, we're not big about, about posting our feelings on anything on social media really. And, and, but this is an important topic to talk about. And I think one of the great things you can do is to, you know, people are asking, how can I help? How can I, you know, how, how can we be better? And I think that's, that really starts the conversations at home with your family, your friends, those closest to you, reaching out to your, you know, your friends that, that aren't the same background that you are, you know, you know, um, one of my closest friends, um, who I like to call, who I call a friend is, is Robert Steeples, coach of Jesuit football. And he put out a good message, um, yesterday on KSDK news. I think I retweeted, I encourage you to go uh, listen to that because right now there is a lot of um, hate going on in the world from this, from the protesting, from the, the, the rioters that are that are taking advantage of the situation. Um, and I think we really need to come together and just continue to have those conversations and and, and open that dialogue uh, to, to really understand what it's like, you know, from someone that isn't a part of your background, you know, living in Kirkwood, um, in my bubble, it's, it's kind of sometimes kind of hard to get some of that perspective. So it's good, I think, to have those conversations beyond social media, because a lot of times on social media, those conversations get heated. And I think sometimes people are misunderstood about what their message is when they put out the their feelings on social media. And I think it's much better to, to, to have that conversation face to face or, you know, on, on a phone call, you know, talk to each other and, and continue to try to spread love instead of hate because especially with this whole thing going on you know there's still a lot of hate fighting you know you didn't hate to fight hate and it, and that's uh you know that's it's tough to see um yeah. it's definitely definitely there's obviously change that needs to happen and i think you know that's obviously comes at uh on in november when you vote so everybody has a right to vote and, and that is one thing that you can definitely do um but just overall a, a not a good situation but a situation that we need to see change happen and uh so yeah we do support the support those that are out out protesting for change and and one of uh want to continue the conversation with uh and i think with your friends and family i think that's the best way you can uh you can do it to continue to share you know opinions beliefs everybody has the right to their own opinion belief right wrong no matter what but um i think just having those conversations and continuing the the conversation instead of you know trying to ignore it or just get back to normal i know 2020 has been a rough year for everybody with a lot of the different things going on it seems like things just keep piling up piling right. up piling up and so there's a lot of anxiety and you know just just frustration um not only with with the current situation but throughout this whole year with things that have gone on and so i think the best thing we can just do is just come together and kind of support one another through this whole whole situation absolutely and you know like like we said we we know what type of show we bring it's it's an entertainment style we we like to get people away from from stuff that happens in the world today, um, but this is something we had we had to talk about because it's it's so important and um, you know it's it's just something that we wanted to give our opinion on. Um, we're not going to go off about it, and if anybody wants to chime in, any questions, you know, um, we're, we're not a political podcast though. But this is more about about people. This is more yeah. about equality. This is more about the, the problem that is in our world today. Um, but like I said, Nick and I. 
cannot speak on it um, with personal experience, you know, and that's something that we want to learn more about. We want to know more about it. Um, but what we can say is that, you know, we won't stand for the inequality. It's the same way. I mean, it's the same shit that everybody else is saying. It's uh, it's very tough to watch um, that happen, you know, because you hear about everything that happened to and uh, in the past and, and everything. But when you actually see it, um, it's 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 hard. It's hard yeah. to watch. So uh, anyway, we'll, we'll move on. Not that we, we need to, just the fact that you know, we, we want to get back to our roots, get back to what we do best and what we think we do best and try and entertain you. So if you want to talk to us, if you want us to, to go in more depth about it, uh, you know, in a future podcast, let us know. You can email us, um, TJ Weber at Nick, moving on to uh, last weekend. Actually, uh, real quick, we have a text here from David. said, uh, guys, the new setup is fantastic. I remember noticing the new sidebar, but I feel bad not missing the new studio. Anyways, keep crushing yes. it. Appreciate that, David. Yeah, so we got the new studio. I guess some people haven't seen it with the new graphics. Um, we've had the new graphics for, I guess. Yeah, we haven't. We haven't. I haven't been in studio. I don't. I think this is only like the maybe the second time that I've been in studio since we put the graphics on on, on the, the screen fa- on the Facebook Live. Yeah, because yeah. we came over last Friday. Was last yeah last Friday when Walt was in town and uh, we had we had the live in studio. But since coronavirus happened has has been going on, we've been doing the show remotely, and so me from uh, my house here in St. Louis. And then you from the studio here in St. Louis, and so we've been uh, we've been doing it that way. And so I don't think a lot of people may have not seen the full setup with all the stuff we have on the background here. On the all the bells and whistles, all the bells and whistles, the nice, lovely desk that my father built us, which is 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 good and uh, good, great, not good. And then obviously our mics and lighting and every everything, because you can't really tell. I think sometimes when we do Facebook Live and you're just on the camera on the on the side. So. Yeah, because I, I don't think people have got a full shot of the live version. Because we've been doing live just since quarantine, I believe, right? Yes, I believe so. I think we've been live. Yeah, it seems seems like right around then. Maybe. Yeah, it was like March because we talked about it. If there was a possibility with with you being at home if we could get it done yeah and we found yeah. a way so um and then also i mean it, it's the same way with you going to reno you know i think that mm-hmm. was that was the first thought that some people had and that's what i had is if nick goes to reno or goes to another city this is before he announced reno officially will we be able to still do the show yeah and and we we have the capability we've been doing it for the last three mm-hmm. months so yeah i mean our, our show sounds better than some radio shows <laughs> yeah yeah like love to see it man. <laughs> love to see it yeah. no because the microphone honestly is, is what changes it yeah. shout out uh sure we'll give him a free shout out <laughs> shout out shout out we give out way too many sure free SM7 on the show anyway. B. yeah i mean you know all those great sponsors that we have. Yep. If you want to sponsor us, email TJ, TJ Weber at WeberielMedia.com. Yeah, I got to handle all the business side. Nick's, uh, Nick's too lazy to. Po- podcast. I, I handled the I You actually handle more of the business I side than I do. I the regular business side. Our fiasco of our bank account getting drained yesterday. You know, that, that was that mm, was, that yeah. was, that was, uh, that little, was fun. A little peek behind the curtain for the people out that there. That was fun. That was fun. There's a little, little, little accounting little accounting error. Yeah. That's what it happens. Do. That's, that that's what I do. Our money's back today, though, so we're good. Is it? Okay, yeah, we're, yeah, we're covered. We're covered. <laughs> I was actually going to ask you about that live little, on the little, show. A uh, little accounting error. Shit happens, though, you know. Yeah. So some yep. of those things. But yeah, this weekend was fun. Uh, yeah, let, let's let's go right into it, Nick. Let's, so let's just what, dive right into what it. What you told me, you said... <laughs> cool, let me set it. Let me set okay, the story. Okay, go ahead. Let me set the story. We were... Uh, obviously, Walt was in town, and so um, me and... He actually was not with me uh, at this time, but... Uh, we went out, he came in town, and then we, we went out to uh, Columbia, golfed, ate lunch. And I was seeing one of my other buddies, Tyler, uh, who was who just moved to Nashville, uh, going to Vanderbilt Law School. Shout out, Tyler. 
Tyler from Boston. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler from Boston. School. Tyler yep. from Boston. You last heard him, I think, two years ago, uh, ripping Mitch Marner on our podcast. Yeah, he hasn't called in since. He got <laughs> yeah. a lot of hot takes out there. He hasn't called in since then. Nonetheless, though, so we were hanging out with Tyler. We went out to uh, a bar, and then because uh, I guess the, the restaurants and the bars are open in, in Columbia, so I went out to uh, a restaurant. And then we went to a, a local saloon, played a little pool, and uh, enjoyed some beers, beers, yeah. beers. And then we were sitting there on the curb waiting for uh, Tyler's buddy to come pick us up. And his other friend says, hey, you want to go to the strip club? And we're like, yeah, sure. Why not? You know, Now, what was the name of the strip club in Columbia, uh, Missouri? Rumors. Shout out Rumors. Rumors. Shout uh, out yes. Rumors in, in Columbia, Missouri. So we pop over to Rumors. And place is pretty dead. There's probably three or four uh, gentlemen in there uh, in, in enjoying themselves. <laughs> Don't say enjoying themselves. Uh, I'll save that, too. So the, you know, the dancers are doing their thing. And... and Tyler hands. You could have said anything else except enjoying <laughs> themselves. Tyler hands us a twenty dollar bill, and uh, and, and so you know we're we're sitting there waiting, watching the dancers or whatever. A couple of guys are going up to them. You give them some five dollar bills, rub their titties, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> None of the dancers ever came over to us. Your, your mother listens to this show. Yeah, she does. <laughs> and it was it was funny though because I was actually having this conversation at the the dinner table. It was her birthday. You, yes. You, oh, oh, hold on a second. Not only does your mother listen to the show, but you brought it up at dinner no, that you were playing no, with some titties at the strip club. No, it was actually at dessert. I didn't play with no titties. My, my buddy Tyler did. Ah, yes. That's what you tell Nance. Yeah, no, I did not. I actually didn't. Um, I was too drunk, probably. But nonetheless, <laughs> we were sitting at, uh, we were eating dessert. It was my mom's birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, mom. Love you. 56. Happy birthday, Nance. Happy birthday. Um, and we were sitting there, and I, so... She was, we were singing happy birthday, and I had put the candles in the cake, and I was taking the candles out of the cake, and they were like those glitter candles. Not the ones that like don't ever go out, but like they had actual glitter on them. Sure. I guess those are called like sparkler candles or something. Anyway. Trick we, candles, like we used yeah, to call trick, it. trick candles, candles. Trick candles. So there was glitter on some of the candles, and it got on my hand. I was like, ah, Jesus, there's glitter all over my hands. My And Big T goes, he, he goes, oh, have you been to a strip club lately? And I was like, actually, yes. <laughs> on Friday, I was. So that that's that, where you tell your parents, hell no, I would never go to an establishment like that. Hey man, but it's podcast content. It's it good. It's, so what did they say it's to good. that? They just laughed. They just laughed. It was it was funny. And so then we had a, a, a conversation about about strip clubs and Z the P was sitting there and he was saying it's like the uh it's like when you're sitting there playing GTA five and you have uh and <laughs> you're doing you're doing the mission where uh Franklin has to go to the strip club. And get a lap dance, and then your mom walks into the room. Oh yeah! While like the titties are on the screen, <laughs> you get a the, private dance on in the, the back. Screen. Yeah, and you're playing on like a big screen. There's tits right there on the screen. So you remember when you're like, uh, whenever that game came out, we were like what 13 years old or something like that. GTA 5? No, we were in college. Wait, really? Yeah, it came okay. out our sophomore year of college. Okay, regardless, so, so 20. You you would some people I've heard would get would get on there just to go do the the free roaming mm -hmm. adventure part. And they would go right to the strip club and just start buying private dances. Nice. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, I was watching. Like, I was in that strip club for like three hours last night. I go, the digital strip club. Yeah. You were back. Wow, okay. Well, I'm glad you what had a good I, night. Uh, Can you imagine having such a, <laughs> well, such a sad night that you had to go to I a got fake a strip club? I got a better story than that. This is obviously probably when we were in... See, I said I say obviously so much now. That See, I don't say it as much it's, anymore. It's, it's, like you've, it's like you've thrown your crutch word on I you. know. Um, You've inherited it. I literally just took took it away from you. I think it was when it had been when we were in high school or like right around that time, like freshman in high school. I think was was the time period. But my buddy's friend, uh, uh -oh. <laughs> was play. Oh, it's was playing GTA, 
and doing one of the strip club scenes, and his mom walked in on him jacking off. No. <laughs> oh, no. Dude. Oh, dude. No. Dude, the G- do GTA. No. <laughs> to... No. Yes. Oh God. That's a that's an actual story. That Wait, is that is legit story. So how old? Uh, I don't know what the age was. Again, yeah. it probably had to be around that, like you know, thirteen, yeah. fourteen, fifteen age. Has he ever heard of the internet? Like, I mean, you uh, have to go with GTA Five. I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe, maybe his parents like blocked the oh, uh, blocked God. the dirty sites on the internet. They're getting rid of that game too. It's sixty dollar <laughs> game. After that happened, no Pornhub.com for this kid. What the fuck? Uh, you loved it. You loved it. <laughs> And he okay. Here's the thing: if that happens, why in the hell do you tell your friends? Like, how? Like, why was my he bu- drunk one night later on? My, my like, buddy hey, may have been over at his house at that at that point in time. Oh my! Wait, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Wait a minute. Like, like, Someone else was over there too. Like he was downstairs in the basement oh, or something like God. that. Oh God! So I, again, I don't, I don't oh know. This, the, I don't know the date, the details of that of that yeah. portion of the story. But yeah. it's a good story to tell, though. Oh, so. <sighs> You know, it's a great story. It's a great story to tell. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're you're back at the strip club. Uh, you walk in. You know, did it, anybody try to take you back for a private dance? No, none of the dancers came up to us. Really? No, no were they wearing we're pissed? Were they wearing masks? Because I've heard that's been a they thing. They were not with wearing masks. Uh, our buddy did go up and ask for a dance with because that this is what started the whole thing. Okay, we were sitting outside on the curb, and uh, they're talking about the strip club, and my and one of my buddy one of tyler's friends goes oh i wonder if violet's working tonight so he knows like this guy's a regular because <laughs> that was the first thing that we Save did that i wonder if we, we walk tonight. in uh i think we had to pay cover yeah i think we had to pay like ten dollar cover i wonder if violet is working and tonight because uh, yeah because he asked the bouncer he said is violet working tonight and, and the bouncer's like yeah she is or whatever she'd be up in like 10 minutes and so like we go have a seat and they were shout out rumor strip club because they were very good about social distancing everybody you know because one of our buddies tried to pull over a, another chair from one of the other tables and the bouncer came over and said nope can't do that yeah got it got to stay you know you got to stay your six feet your group can be together but you got to stay six feet from from the other uh other patrons in the bar there's there's probably like maybe two or three other groups mm-hmm. in there at like 2 30 or 3 in the morning whenever we were there you okay know, strip club hours now but let me ask you something you say social distancing but what if uh you know clark down the way he has a little fun with Violet, and then I Violet know. comes I, I to you. Know. I don't know. Like, how is that? I mean, that's, I, I that's I didn't, as bad I, as it gets. I, I didn't partake in that, so uh, I was just there to observe <laughs> and, and, and hang out with my buddies. Now, let me ask you this. Were, you said the strippers weren't. Was there anybody that went to the strip club that had masks and, like, yeah, anybody yeah. So had, any gloves? Because that's where it gets yeah, weird. Yeah, so if you, got a, if you went and got a dance, because one of our buddies did go get a dance with Violet, and he came out wearing a mask, and so they said, "Yeah, he had a they 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 provided masks oh for people uh, before they got there." It's got to be so awkward for before for both parties. There. Yeah, again, the, the I was stripper like, and the uh, not. I was like, okay, this is this is this is too much. Well, because I've heard of that. I've heard that there's like been a story in a couple of radio shows I listened to were talking about it, and strip they, club spreading coronavirus. No, that they're wearing masks. Like that's a thing. Like they're trying to open them up, and they have to wear masks. Yeah, it's like I. I you never thought you'd see strippers like wearing masks. No, you know, I mean and... here we are, here we are, 2020. Let me well, tell you. You know, it 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 kind of explains to me too what I've heard about Vegas. So if I'm not mistaken, Vegas is supposed to open up this week, and I heard they have like partitions like on seats at the blackjack yeah. table. I heard something. All with, I don't the know employees gonna, are wearing masks. They're going to sanitize the cards and the and the everything, the dice and yep. the chips all the time. It's like, how? How are you gonna do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So craps is sanitizing the dice or switching them out. I think after every 
Uh, new roller. New roller. Okay. That's not ter- There's like four sets so, of dice, three sets of dice on the table. Anyway, Blackjack. So. You can't touch the cards. So they're they're um they're they're good. I think they're switching out the deck every like five minutes or something like that, or however often they switch out the yeah. deck. I think they switch out the deck a lot. Poker so. though. I poker. Mean, I don't poker know. Stuff. Poker. I think poker rooms are closed. I think is po- no poker rooms completely. I think poker rooms are closed to start. Uh, I know the the casino, uh, the slot machines. It's every other slot machine. Okay. Um, sports books are open, socially distanced, six feet of table, six feet apart. Uh, roulette is every other seat, minimum of four at the table. Craps is minimum of, uh, or excuse me, maximum of four at the table. Um, blackjack or craps is minimum of six at the table. Roulette's minimum of four at the table. Blackjack's a minimum of four. Or and that's, ma- I keep saying minimum. I mean maximum. Of and four. that's Vegas wide or is that everywhere? That's pretty much everywhere, I believe. Yeah, everywhere is okay. kind of going by the same rules, at least to start out with everything. All dealers, all employees wearing masks, um, sanitized buffets are still closed. So it's going to be interesting because they started up. I think that's a good start. Like, that's a good start. You know, everybody wearing masks, socially distanced. I think patrons have the option to wear a mask. I think they provide masks if you want them. Right. Um, which is good. And then hand sanitizer that the, the bartenders. Or the the what do you call those girls like the the waitresses? Just the one that serves drinks. Are they waitresses? Yeah, waitresses. Yeah, yeah. they're walking around and I don't. I I think I'm pretty sure they're still serving drinks, but they have hand sanitizer if you need it, other stuff like that. So they're doing a pretty good job about kind of getting things ready. It might look a little different to start off, but you know, I think for the most part, I would be pretty much fine with everything. The partitions is kind of that's the only thing that's kind of weird. Yeah, I. I don't know. I feel like if you if you have people wear masks, you know that does what the partition would do. I mean, I, mm-hmm. unless you're worried about like touching, like but someone someone not, touches someone's arm or hand yeah. and then they touch it later. Yeah, but they're not making it but, required for patrons to wear masks. And I would think it would probably be about fifty fifty split on who's wearing a mask, who's not. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. I mean, again, I'm not probably not going to a casino until end of July when we go to Las Vegas. So, I'm. Um, kind of thinking in six again i don't care about any of that stuff i would i want the pools to be able to be open because i just like enjoying a pool not i mean day club doesn't need to be open i just like sitting out out by the pool you know when you're in las vegas right enjoying a summer uh and i think to buy you know in seven weeks six seven weeks whatever will be there because st louis i know june 15th pretty much everything is opened like open back up not Full capacity by any means, but bars are opening June fifteenth. Uh, movie theaters, you mean St. Louis casinos, County yeah, City. yeah, yeah mm-hmm. all that stuff is, is opening up uh, here on June fifteenth. So in two weeks. So again, by the end of July, I'm hoping things are kind of move a little bit further. Again, we haven't really heard a whole lot about Corona lately because of the because everything going everything on, everything else going on. Yeah. So it's like I'm, I'm interested to see though if if they're you know not to dig too deep into that, but like if there's going to be you know more of a spike or an uptick in in, in coronavirus cases. If you know here in here in a couple of weeks with everything going on, but Italy was saying yeah, like yesterday I read an article in the New York Times that like Italy, Spain, France, and Germany, I believe are the four countries, all said that coronavirus over the past two weeks there's like 900 cases still. Don't quote me on that. I don't know the actual number, but it's like basically like not gone, but like very much diminished. Yeah, which is which is interesting to see. And what just again what the what it's going to look like here? I know everybody says two weeks from now, two weeks from now, two weeks from now. Yeah, and and that, keep pushing it off to make keep, sure it's it's right. Not sit, full, it's never going to be sit, fully gone, yeah. but at least like very diminished. Or yeah. if there's something like a cure, not a cure. I uh, 
freaking vaccine yeah that'll help with it you know what i mean i'm so. excited though to get back to the casino you know i mean generic gamblers that 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 i am you're not you can't gamble because the ncaa but right. um uh the degenerate gambler that i am uh and, and you you give me advice on what you think you sure. know i should i should sure. i should well, i'm on. still a sharp I so mean. yeah you're you are you are you're getting you're getting that number um so that we can see as some of these sports open up, you know, NFL, I think is still probably regular on schedule, but NBA, MLB, NHL, that we can then open up, do the sports books when I go to Vegas in July. And MLB, I think we heard some news last night. I, I, I literally it changes by like every 12 hours. It's like, see, yep, there's going to be MLB. Nope. There's not going to be MLB. Yep. There's yep, definitely going to be MLB. Nope. There's no fucking chance there's going to yep. be MLB. And it's like, See, like that—that's where and that's where like the negotiation. So I, I got how two, negotiations go, but two tweets as as much as I think one was yesterday and one was earlier this morning. Jeff Passan was the one I saw uh, yesterday that basically said uh, Major League Baseball intends to propose a shorter season in which they would pay their players a full prorated share of their salaries. Sources told ESPN the league believes the late March agreement allows it to set the schedule and that this would fulfill players' prorated desire but this morning i saw one from ken rosenthal that apparently the league is willing to do the salaries but they're not willing to do the, the longer season so what what ken rosenthal tweeted out eight hours ago so it was like 1 a.m actually he had an article for the his athletic article uh said after a heated meeting on player pay mlb threatens 50 game schedule when he says the word threatens right there it means they're fighting he said heated yeah. so they're still going at it and now and now that well, mlb saying we'll pay you but we're only playing 50 games yeah. so you're not getting well, what you want and this this, this is where because i was i was uh listening to this on the radio on uh the fast lane with, with stalter and, and uh brad thompson and ranji yesterday and they were saying that the MLBPA put forth that 114 game proposal, knowing that that was probably too high, that they're not getting 114 games. So then they can then use that as negotiation leverage. Because right. so they threw out that 114 games, and then of course MLB comes back. Oh, we're going to threaten with a 50 game, and then they'll bring it down to a hundred game. And the MLB will say no, 75, and then the MLBPA will say no, 90, and then they'll say okay. At that, that's what I but think. But it, the clock's ticking. That, that's what Ken Rosendahl yeah, said. Yeah, He's oh, yeah. exactly every right. There's not a lot of that, time every left. Every day that we go on, I mean, if it's not by the end of this week, probably, we'll, we, we'll, I, I would expect that we would have a resolution by no later than next Monday. That 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 is what my expectation would be because, like you said, we're getting too deep here. they got to have a couple, game, a couple of weeks of spring training again right. to restart, get these guys loose. And, yeah, that does help with the – you know, less games being played or depending on the determination of games, you know, determines how many pitchers you need to carry and, and a number of different things for, for these um, logistically when we think, is there going to be a season or is there not going to be a season? So I think from that standpoint, that's going to be interesting. But the MLB PA said, you know, they'll give, they'll give the owners expanded playoffs for not only this year, but also next year. And then which eventually would result in, in a, in a new CBA that be, coming probably permanent so having the expanded playoff because that's an extra 250 million per playoff team mm -hmm. so it gives these owners an opportunity to have a larger shot of making the playoffs and so that's an extra chunk of revenue i mean a quarter of a billion dollars right in revenue if their team makes the playoffs so that's a sticking point that the mlbpa is kind of like okay we'll give this to you right in return, give us the prorated salary. Give us the longer, so, quote unquote, longer season. So you think that it will? They will play. 
I think. What would your percentages be? Yes or no? Yes, they play. No, they don't. I would say sixty-five to seventy percent that they play. Whatever the percentage is, the other way, 35 to 35 percent that they don't play. Because again, when we look at this, the MLBPA is giving the one hundred fourteen. We're not having one hundred fourteen game season. That's not happening. Nope. MLB needs to give the prorated salaries, and they threaten with the fifty games. And then they'll negotiate back and forth. They'll get it down, and then it'll be the 82-game season that it was originally going to be, yeah. or 81, whatever it is, and they'll start July 4th. See, I'm, that, I'm, that is my thinking through this thing all along because you still have the entire month of June. Like I said, you have those two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, now we, we need to know by like next Monday, so then you still have those two weeks in June where you have spring training. Fourth of July, you start baseball. See – I'm on the opposite side where I don't think they get a deal done. I think there's been so wow, much Nancy. back and forth and it's been it's been like I've been seeing these different articles about all these changes and I think the players are the players are on a spot and people call them greedy and everything and I mean let, let's be honest like they're making millions of dollars. They're they're making millions of dollars playing baseball. I know that you still have expenses and and everything mm-hmm. and you fluctuate your life depending on how much you make. I get that. But if you're working half the time, to me you work, you get half the money. If you're not working, you're not going to get paid what your you know your full right, salary. It's right. just the way it is for a lot of people. So, in my opinion, I, you know, I think I don't hate the fact that the owners are doing this. Now, the fact that it's the million billion dollar owners that are saying we're not going to pay you that's a bad look. But on yes. the other side, the players are also asking for a lot for playing half a season. You know, I, that's what I think. And, at least. and I think it, it, it's one of those things as we look at coronavirus you know that was a big sticking point before was hey you know how are you gonna keep us healthy and safe um what about our families can our families come too and if they get some of those logistics figured out again depending on what happens with coronavirus i think is is a lot of you know determining factor here because i think that's a big sticking point one of the things the mlbpa had in their proposal was the players have the option to play or not play see that is wild to me which i think that i think that's a non-negotiable because like at what point do you like? What if what if Mike Trout said he wasn't playing? Like what if what if like the biggest players just said, yeah, no. Yeah, but then what do they get paid? Well, right. If it, they say like they will get paid, but probably not their full set, like what they're supposed to get paid because they're not and, playing. And then what does that do for the competition level as well? <sighs> and people don't want to watch. Right, people don't want to watch, and so that's where I think that sticking point for the MLBPA is like, ah, I think you can figure out like, yes, health and safety of the players is paramount before money and anything else. That is the number one important thing. So let's figure that out first. But to give the, some players the option to play and some not, like it would that would be that I think that would become an issue. But why I think they're going to get a deal done is because even though the owners are looking like assholes in this whole situation, yeah. I mean the players are trying to get what they deserve as well. But when you talk about the owners, these guys, it's a matter if they lose a billion dollars. They have ten billion. They have so much. They have so much money. And yeah, I know it's easier to talk about other people's money when it's not yours. Right. If I was an owner and I was about to lose two hundred fifty million dollars, I'd probably be pissed too and, mm. and be like, "No way." However, I think when you look at this, the owners are need to look and their advisory panel or whoever's talking to these owners and negotiating their deals for them need to tell them, hey, the long-term ramifications of not playing in 2020 are going to be much worse than if you take a hit in 2020, give the players what they want, and have a season. Because long-term, if you don't have a season, MLB is fucked. 
Well, because not only that, but you talk about service time. You talk about contracts. Like yeah. you just carry over and not. I mean, people that would have been free agents. Well, still, and I mean, it's just and you're losing money because think about this. You still got all the, these expenses. Some of the organizations, in my opinion, rightfully so. It's a tough situation. You're paying a lot of these employees from mm-hmm. the stadiums, but. The owners are going to lose money regardless. That's what's in their mind because they know... They're trying to limit how much they lose. Right, because they know if they can play, there's going to be no fans in the stands, so no one's buying beer, no one's buying tickets, no one's buying hot dogs. There's no income coming in there. So right. like they're going to lose money regardless, but it's the fact that how far do you take this? That's the thing. It's Because, yes, you're right. You could either say no 2020 season, eat the cost this year, but long-term you're going to feel those ramifications because the fan base of these teams, I mean, I don't know... I'd be mad. I'd be pissed. But I'm. It wouldn't stop me. It wouldn't personally stop me from watching Cardinals baseball, going to Cardinals games throughout 2021, 2022, or the rest of my life, just because I enjoy Cardinal baseball and mm. like I get these things happen. It's unprecedented in times. But you're gonna have a portion of the fan base of all fan bases of MLB fan bases that is absolutely <laughs> fucking pissed because it's like, okay, yeah, you billion dollar owners and you million dollar baseball players, you can't get a deal done, really. And yeah. now. Now, who is the real loser here? The the players aren't. The players are millionaires. They they they, they don't play. They they sit you know at home with their families, which is again I, I totally understand where they're coming from, not being able to see their families for months at a time yeah. just to play a game of baseball. You know that's not really fun, and right. they don't need the MLB staff doesn't need uh, the money because these guys are all millionaires. The minor leaguers completely different story yep. and it's good to see guys like Sean Doolittle of the Washington Nationals and the Nationals team covering the salaries of all the minor leaguers and I think mm-hmm. uh, David Price of the Dodgers did the same didn't thing didn't Wainwright help out minor league players I think too. Wainwright did yeah. yeah and so it's good to see that so but you have millionaire players and then you have billion dollar owners and it's like come on guys you can't get a deal done like you can't figure this out yeah I don't know who's in the wrong but but the fans are going to be pissed at they said on uh, TMA this morning, Cat did. They're going to be mad at the owners. They're going to be mad at the players. And they're going to be mad at the league for not being able to get a deal done. Because at the end of the day, who really loses? It's the fans that lose. You, you, That's the who really loses. Do you know who really wins if this happens and they're rooting for it? Is all the the cable networks, all the people that cover the games. Because how many people are going to be watching that? How much money are they going to sell in sponsorships? If it works, yeah. If it works, because no one's going to be at the games. They're going to fucking boom. Oh yeah, and and that's where I think again we're going to see a shift in. We've already seen a shift over over time in fans showing up to games versus watching at home. Leagues across the board have had challenges of trying to find new ways to bring fans out to the to the, their stadiums and their ballparks. You see, like what Bush Stadium does. You know, you got all the extra curricular activities that you have within Bush Stadium itself. You know, you can get a fucking haircut. You can do all these like different things while yep. you're in Bush Stadium. You know, they need to, it's not just like a baseball stadium where you get a hot dog and a beer and you go sit in the bleachers like it was at, at Wrigley before they renovated, which I fucking loved. I thought that was awesome. That's why Wrigley is my favorite stadium. But your these leagues are and teams are having a harder time trying to get fans to come to their stadiums because people are now realizing in today's day and age it's much cheaper to stay at home and watch on my 90 inch flat screen with my own bathroom and all my beer in my fridge versus making the trek out to do the tailgating and getting in and sitting in traffic paying for parking. and paying for parking yeah. and waiting in line and doing all these different things you can have a much more enjoyable experience at home which you didn't have in in uh, the old days with when it was you know pre-tv or even when tv you know you're sitting around a little box screen and, and it's like it, it's all static yep. like no your experience is much better High definition your experience is yep. much better going to the game now though you can sit there and i can have everything right that there then and there and i don't have to pay all the excessive fees now that are being charged to get me to come out to a game 
Uh, it's, it's, it's a, I mean, it's almost a no-brainer. It's going to be so weird, though, because especially when the NHL comes back and they're going straight to the playoffs, the 24-team playoff uh, scenario they're going to have, it's it's going to be weird not having that atmosphere, like with yeah. Blues hockey. Like, playoff Blues hockey, half the fun – I mean, not half the fun. It's still going to be fun to get hockey back, but – Half the excitement is when the fans react and yes. the sounds. And when you have, can you imagine if the Blues make it? Knock on what they do. At least like the Western Conference Finals again, and there's a big game and the players are going crazy and it's just like echoes yeah, and it's silence. Sh- it's gonna be weird, man. It's gonna be weird. But I, I rather have it than not have it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I, I think I it, it. again, it's gonna be different. And as we, you know, we're in unprecedented times here with with sports, and I think it's gonna be interesting to see. You know, it's gonna be something we remember for our lifetimes for sure. But I would rather have the sports come back than than not have sports come back. And, and we're starting to see some of those leagues, you know, PGA Tour coming back, NASCAR back, UFC back, uh, EPL, Bundesliga. NHL's close, NBA's close. Serie A are all back. And, and, and that's what's going to be interesting is the NBA is, is voting, and I think they need three-fourths of the teams to agree to, to return for the season. When NBA comes back, NHL gets their 2014 playoff, NFL's set to go, College football comes back, and then MLB. Are you really going to be the only ones not to get it done? Are you really going to be the yeah. only ones to not be able to figure out how to come back? Really? Yeah. Look, really? Look, look how the NFL has timed it. it, it not they timed yeah. it, but they, they have been so lucky. I mean, talking about just the sports side, we know it's a pandemic. It's very serious. But as far as sports... The NFL couldn't have had a better timing. It destroyed the XFL. They did the draft. It was the most watched draft of all time. They've had everything for now. It looks like training camp training camp could be on time. The yeah, NFL like got just, out of here unscathed. And that's what I mean. NFL is you know we talk about America's pastime. MLB used to be America's pastime. Now NFL I think has taken over. Yeah, and, yes. and NBA NBA more from a globally global standpoint, but NFL definitely is is the number one sport in America today now and and they're yeah they're getting out they're getting out scot free on on this uh on this, this situation which is going to be uh going to be interesting to see if NFL slash college football allow because I think at some point we will see fans the way coronavirus is trending you know knock on wood that you know there was all this talk about the second wave come the second wave coming now they're kind of changing course a little bit and being like, oh, no, you know, things are just kind of dissipating off. There could still be that second wave that comes. But I think college football and NFL, there's a chance that there will be some fans in some capacity. Not saying full crowds, but I think partial. Like section by section or seat by seat or something like that. Which then begs the question – does how does that affect ticket prices? Oh my god! And then SEC games are going to be out the wazoo. Would you man. go? Would you go to a, an NFL yes. game or an SEC football game? Hundred percent would. I I wonder if it'd be if the ticket prices were driven up too. So to me, it'd be cheaper because they want anybody in. If they have an option of Maybe. getting anybody yeah. in, well, they'll, that's they'll what I'm saying. I'm, I'm in interested there. to see how, how it affects ticket prices. Does it drive them up? Is there a higher demand for people to go? But less less tickets, so like so that's all supply and demand thing. Lower supply, higher demand, so ticket prices go up. Yeah. Or is there going to be a lower demand, higher supply, so ticket prices are going to be cheaper? And do you have like that's ushers watching right to there. make sure people don't sit next to each other? Yeah, like, like it, it's kind of a hard I, thing to again, do. Again, when you but. get about a bunch of people out drunk drinking beer at a sporting event, like but when talking, how, how are you going to enforce them? And then when you try to enforce it, what does that cause? But, and, like, and when you're talking about millions of dollars, though, you'll try to make it work. You'll like, try you're to talking make it about work. losing millions, and and for the SEC, and I think, and all the all the big time <sighs> college football conferences, they need football to survive. They I need a football season. Yeah, I th- absolutely. I think that 
especially the NCAA. The NCAA needs football. Yes. You're right because yes. they they lost all especially that re- Division One. All they lost all that revenue off of March Madness. And what are their two number one drivers for the athletic department? March Madness football and season. NCAA football season. Yep. So if you don't have those two, your athletic department is going to become diminished, and you're going to lose great teams like soccer, lacrosse, yeah, programs who are going to lose their jobs, swimming and diving, yep. gymnastics, all these sports that don't aren't quote unquote big revenue drivers. You know, football and basketball, volleyball, soccer in some places, baseball will be okay. But all those other sports that are either club sports that the athletic department funds or lower tier sports that uh, don't draw as much revenue, those sports are then in jeopardy of being cut from the athletic department because of funding issues. And those students lose scholarships. And then those students lose scholarships, and and then it's a whole thing. So I think from the athlete's standpoint, the NCAA is going to do everything in their power to have a college football season because that revenue drives so much for other sports at the schools. And yep. so it, we don't say this isn't just about football. This isn't just about basketball. This is about all the other student athletes that uh, get to play and get scholarships because of that money that goes to the athletic department from those those big bigger sports. Tolly, going back to the MLB discussion, says they said high-risk players could sit out and would not get paid, but they would get service time. So that's, I guess, is that the MLB's part of the MLB's discussion with them about what they can offer? Because yeah, that's the thing too. Is like I think you'll you can see still it, get your service time for arbitration right reasons and, and not free agency have to and all play. that. Yeah, yeah. free agency. So it's not like you have to. Not like you lose the year. You, you they say you do get paid or you don't get paid. You do not. He says you do not get paid. Not get paid. I have not read this, but you would not get paid, but you do get service time. I mean, I think that's. I think that's okay because, like, again, if you choose to sit sit out and forfeit, you're your, not working. Forfeit your salary, yeah. right? You're yes. not working, so it, it's. So my question is, what are they getting paid right now? You know what I mean? I don't Since, think like, they're getting paid right now at all. I don't think so. See, that's I, that's, I never. That's the whole thing about the prorated salary. With, yeah. with the MLBPA is offering because these guys have missed out on salary for you know March, April, May, and now into June, and so. If they, that's what they don't want to play just the 80 games and just get paid what they are because they say that because the, the sticking point is the risk of their health and not seeing their family is not worth playing a half a season for that half salary. And yeah, that's what the right. owners are like, why are we going to pay you a full season if you didn't play? And, and the players are like, well, we're the ones that have to go out and risk our lives, quote unquote, to, you know, risk our health and be away from our families to go play a game for you to make you money. Like, right. Correct. And so that's where they're like, We'll do that if you pay us for the months that we did not play. Right. Which is the whole reason about the prorated salary. And now salary. the owners are saying, ah, we and might. now the we owners might, are like, okay, shortened season. And we're going to take a hit on it regardless. So, like, why not have a season? But then it just, it fucks everything up. I, I don't, I don't, get, I don't understand, though, what is the, the question about the owners say we'll have a shortened season at a full prorated salary. Why was that bad for the players? Because I guess they're saying the players get 114 games to get paid, and instead they're getting 50. That that's what they don't like. I think. But, that, if, it, but if it's fully prorated, though, for the I'd season. See, that's what I don't think. I, I think that's, 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 that's it can't be. That can't be true. If that's if they're bitching about it, there's no way. Yeah. So I don't know. And maybe they're saying like to get paid from when March started, like when they were supposed to get paid, right? And then they get paid the rest of the way through, so they get paid for the 50 more games. Not I don't know, man. Gotcha. It it there's a lot of shit going on with it that I think a lot of people are kind of scratching their head at because. I agree. It looks like a, it looks like a no brainer. So there must be other shit going on that we don't aren't getting. You know what I mean? Nonetheless, it's going to be interesting to see how it how it shakes out. Your thoughts, MLB season twenty twenty? Yes or no? 
do you want to see a season? Do you think there'll be a season? 314-877-8597. Or get involved in the comment line like our boy Tolly did. Tolly needs to get out another ranking. He's, he's overdue on a new ranking. Tolly uh, also commented again, and he said, if they don't play, there was money set up set aside in the March deal that gets split up amongst all the 40-man uh, rosters, I believe. So, I, I don't know. There's a lot going on. If my opinion, because they keep going back and forth for so long, I don't think they're going to play. Should they? Yeah, but the owners, the owners, I, I, don't, I don't think they, I think they want baseball, but the owners know they're going to lose money regardless, so I think they're not really pushing as much, and they're saying, right. you can, you, say, so you guys can bitch all we want, we're willing to let this kind of go yeah, for the year yeah. and start fresh next season, so. It's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Yeah. Back to you in the studio. Back to you in the studio. Uh, all right, guys. By the way, your grandma said good show, so I, I feel good about it. I Thanks, feel like, Grandma uh, Barry. Was a good show. It. Yeah, they love the baseball talk when we talk baseball. Do they? Gra- good. Grandpa Barry is big on big on the baseball. Me and me, me and him always always shoot the shit on on Cardinal baseball. Yeah, that's good. I I miss Cardinal baseball, but I I don't know. I know hockey's coming back. It, I'm excited to see the Blues play. I would love to see the Cardinals, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Health and safety of everybody's more important first. Yes, so get 100%. everybody healthy and safe. And happy, that's the uh, that's the most important thing. So we'll get sports back eventually. Just gotta yep. be patient. Yep. Wait it out. Uh, but uh, we'll see we'll see how it uh, how how it unfolds here over the next week or so. Guys, make sure you can follow us at Bruce B O T B if you're not already. Go on iTunes, hit that five star button. It helps uh, grow the program and uh, let us know if you have any thoughts on uh, on the week, on what you're doing this upcoming weekend, maybe this summer. Let us know. Maybe the strip club. Maybe the strip. If you're going to a strip club like Nick did, let us know your strip club stories. 314 877 8597. It's our voicemail line and text line. Nick, that's going to do it. That's going to do it. That's a show right that's there. That's a show right there. That's a show, man. It's good to be back in studio. It is going to be kinda, back in studio. I kind of like yes. being in studio. You know, I got to drive all the way over here, waste my gas in my car. You know, you have to walk downstairs. It's I bought the house. It's, you did buy the house. You, you, wanted, you wanted the nice studio. I wanted the nice studio. Well, I was still driving to the old studio, too. So I, it, it's the things I'm a giver on the show. That's what I do. Blame Zoom. We were going to do it. Blame, blame Zoom. Zoom. I am about to write a strongly worded email to Zoom about Zoom not working because I am paying for that bullshit. That's inexcusable. Zoom. Damn it. I'm right, a guys. full refund for the month. See you Friday. Bye, Netherlands. Bras on balcony.